than bubble. I'm I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the pole. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today, we have on a special guest, huge friend of the show, and now a viral boxing sensation, Jeremiah Milton. We have a great conversation with him about his, his third fight where he just went nuts. Everyone's looking at this man. If you're not paying attention, then you need to know about Dreamland, Jeremiah Milton. We dive into the craziness that is this year's NBA season. So many things are, are coming down to the wire. A very big card for the UFC this weekend. We have everybody fighting. Tony Ferguson, the lightweight belts on the line. We've got it all. And we just had the NFL draft. So there's a lot of things happening right now. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. We are available everywhere you can get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. Remember to rate, review, share us with your friends, share us with everyone you know. If you meet someone at McDonald's, ask them if they know about Burst Your Bubble podcast. Tell them about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mom about it. I'll tell your mom about it. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Josh, did you just hit on their mom? Well, I, I mean, I wasn't hitting on their mom per se, but I mean, if I'm having if I'm having a conversation with their mom, I'll, I'll tell them. I'll tell their mom. Okay. Yeah. You're right, Josh. BYB is finally back. We have a great interview today. We've saved for a few weeks now with undefeated heavyweight boxer friend of the program jeremiah milton definitely excited for you guys to hear that interview but josh just over a month off of podcasting have we missed anything what happened <laughs> i think we've missed quite a bit there's been a lot there of ha- we missed something we missed stuff we we did a little bit there was some golf played when we were going too. there's it, a little bit of golf there, i think there was a draft of some sorts there was an nfl draft that that's the thing. It's crazy. Even when we're not recording, the sports world continues to run. I mean, it's, it's completely backwards, Josh, because when we started recording, there was no sports. And then when we, we stopped recording and there's still sports. Yeah. They, need, they need to be on our schedule. Not, not. Yeah, I agree. We're going to have to get a hold of some people in, over at ESPN and try to figure out what the hell is going on. That's exactly right, Josh. But you want to talk about the draft first? Sure. Let's get into the draft. Or um, Actually, MLB. Are you doing MLB or draft? You're, you're big. Let's start with MLB because you and I have the least about the MLB because so we're the you, big. Have you been watching any baseball? Uh, no, okay. I actually I watched I watched three innings the other night in Branson because I was at a sports restaurant. Nice, hell yeah! Of course, you were there probably playing golf on huh? on vacation. I, I was playing golf on vacation over the weekend. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So, anyways. Uh, funny story here, Josh. I went to a Ranger game a couple weeks back. Um, it was a birthday present, and I, and I was walking in, and I ate um, just a way too strong of, it, of an edible, just way too strong. And so I immediately find a bar and a concession stand, nice burger, get a drink. The edible kicks in fully just as I'm halfway through the burger. Josh, when I tell you, I watched every single pitch of that game without moving from my seat one time. Nine innings, I did not move. Oh, my God. Well, was it a good game? Yeah, we won. I mean, it was uh, not really. It was, a, it was a pitcher's duel, really. I mean, the Red Sox couldn't, couldn't get any hits. We won three to one. Rangers hit a homer. I, I was sitting, had good seats. I was, I mean, I was definitely feeling the edible. You know, I had a good time. So you were just fully relaxed. But I, I tell you, Josh, Globe Life Park, wow. Yeah, I mean, Josh, we've got to get tickets and we have to go ASAP. It is immaculate. I mean, the things they've done there, they really outdid themselves. I mean, I'm basing that solely on the players because they're not that good. Well, yeah, we're going to have to go check it out. I've heard that the, the investments have been big time. I've heard that, they've doing, that they're doing a lot of things. And we do need to get to a game. If I uh, quit getting called out to work for fundraisers, then mm-hmm. I can actually vacation. To... Now that one was a, that one was actual work. Okay, I believe it this time. I only go on big times, like the past two weekends. And I never get an invite. Well, I so Callie, here's what I do. I've I've just made friends with people that end up having uh, timeshares, or that they have their parents give them a weekend at our house. And uh, I just get, I just kind of invite myself sometimes. And you could say, I have, I have a, a podcast host 
who we have to we have to record this podcast together and he's he needs to come with me he can bring a cot he can sleep like, with, I'll, I'll sleep in my car so here i we're gonna have to meet up in broken bow and go play shout out to broken bow hoochatown shout cedar out creek. to cedar creek we're gonna go play cedar creek we might do some live tweeting some live betting on the on the cedar creek golf game i'm gonna kick your ass it's, it's looking good i've heard dollar per hole Tip. deal uh, but you have to drink a beer per hole. Oh, okay. Well, you got to take an edible per hole. Uh, how many milligrams? How much beer? And just a beer, a, 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 a can. Oh man, you're gonna kill me, bro. But listen, have you you, you ever heard of the Kevin Kisner story? Huh? So Kevin Kisner was on a he was playing a charity event. He was drinking a beer hole on the 18th hole, shotgun to the 18th beer. Got up to an island green, just a little turtle green, probably 14 feet, put it to two feet, walked off the tee box, said, this ain't no hobby, boys. Walked up and made the birdie putt. That's that's a baller move. This, Maybe ain't, no, this ain't no hobby, boys. That's a baller move. It's, that's up to you. So that, that's what you got to do, Josh. All right. Well, we will get the rules lined out. We will be tweeting, live tweeting our golf game for Cedar Creek. Definitely. So the actual MLB, what what's been going on, Kyler? What can you tell me about the MLB? Oh, I I don't know. I I think the Red Sox are good. I think the Dodgers are good. I, I honestly don't know at all, Josh. The Rangers are bad. I know that. I can look at the standings, but that's all I can tell you. Okay, well, where are my where are my Yankees at? No, let's see here. The Mets are playing well. Then hey, the Mets are top of the. Top of their division. Mm. Yankees, Yankees are uh, 18 to 16, so they're three and a half games back to the Red Sox. So not looking too good right now. That's all right. You know, we're yeah, that's a we're we're looking at a full season now. You know, we got we got tons of time. I did see the highlight from the Braves. Shout out to the Braves with Michael Stop, the uh, guy who who's over there doing Native American stuff. We just had him on the pod, but uh, I did see a a highlight where the Braves turned two after a. Crazy no look snag from the pitcher. It was nuts. You got to go watch that video. I'll have to watch it. But Josh, here is the problem with your Yankees. They're in a division with the Rays and the Blue Jays, who are both really young competitive teams who could really challenge the Red Sox for the title of the AL East. And I think the Yankees could be the odd man out. They could they could place probably fourth in the division. Uh, well, you know, we're playing a long game here. It's a long season. We got tons of time to to get back into shape, uh, and I think we're going to do that. We'll be fine. There's no way the Yanks are. All, there's no way we're on the outside by the end of this. We'll we'll see. So, what are we talking about next? I'm not. That's all I have. Man, will be. I don't know anything else. Well, I don't really either. I shout out to the Yankees and shout out to the Braves and the and- shout out to the Rangers because we're ready to go to go to a game. And actually, and any anybody going to a. Uh, Rangers game, bring a hoodie. Wear sweatpants, wear, wear jeans, bring a hoodie. It's air conditioned, it's inside. There's air conditioner blowing on you at 60 to 65 degrees. Oh, so it's cold. It's it's comfortable. Huh. That's pretty that's wild. And I don't hmm, I don't know if I like that. Did you like it? I, I Josh, I was <laughs> Josh, I don't think you understand. <laughs> I don't think I understand. Yeah. 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 You, I, I can't even explain it to be honest with you, but I, I'm officially going to um, adopt the Mets for my team um, for the year. Can you adopt? Are you, are you going to adopt the team? Yeah. Give me the Yankees. Yankees and Mets. Yeah. I like that. Head to head. Yankees, Mets. All right. So uh, let's, Josh, what are we talking about next? Well, let's talk about some fighting stuff, man. Uh, you sent me a video just the other day that was super entertaining. And the big question is is it real or is it fake? Which video are you talking about? Oh, the uh, Floyd, the Floyd, Josh. We can so let's let's not talk. I, I'm not going to start with fool. I'm not going to start with that foolery. Fuller, this coming Saturday, Saturday is a huge UFC pay per view. We're going to have Mikey P or Dan Tom later on this week, or maybe on Sunday, to break down the fights. We've got the lightweight title up for grabs this Saturday. Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Tony Ferguson is fighting on the card. It's a phenomenal card, but Josh, we can't talk about fighting without mentioning the Midas of the fight game. Everything he touches turns into gold, turns into stacks of money. Jake Paul, I mean, obviously you saw the video. I saw the video. So he he took his hat. I mean, Josh, I think that was 100% real. 
but it was was it planned on was it premeditated on Jake's part? I don't think so. I, I think that it was in the moment, and I think he saw an opportunity. One off. to yeah, I was gonna say get under his skin, but yeah, piss him off. He he saw an opportunity for social media. He saw an opportunity, and he jumped on it. That's what you got to do. Take advantage so, of those moments. So Logan is going to fight Floyd soon. Very soon. And he's going to kill him. You heard Floyd at the end of that video. He was mad. He no, he, he was. Literally, he literally said, "I'm going to kill you." I'm here for it. I want to watch it. So I'm going to pull up the clips from from when we had Mikey P on. I called this. I said this was a long play. Jake Paul is going. I mean, Logan Paul is going to fight Floyd, and then Jake is going to fight Floyd to get the revenge. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what we could be seeing because those two already they're amping up the beef. Kyle, that might have been a great call on your part. You should go into marketing. I'm I'm almost there, buddy. I'm almost there. A couple. Of, <laughs> I'm so close. I can smell it. Well, so Josh, I, imagine just one say one more thing on this. Imagine if Jake Paul knocks out floyd bro that's what i'm saying like can you imagine how that flips the boxing world on its head if jake or logan knock out floyd logan won't what if logan did logan logan can't box yeah i mean you're probably right floyd and it's floyd but if jake paul knocks floyd out oh my god i don't know what i would do have we talked about trailer no what do you think about it have you watched it i have not so it's basically the last one was crazy had slap fights it had like Ric Flair was there, like it was Muay Thai fights. It, it was it was crazy stuff. And called? I'm sorry, what is this called? Uh, Triller. Okay, it, it, it's where the Jake Paul fights are. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, you know, there's concerts between each fight, and it, it, it's a lot of crazy stuff going on. How do you feel about that in the boxing sense? I mean, I've heard a lot of boxing purists be upset about that. You know, they just want to see boxing. They just want to see people fight. But if you're in a party atmosphere, if you have a couple people over, that's a fun watch. Yeah, especially live. I mean, it, like if you were actually there in person too, I, I don't see I don't see why that would be a problem at all. Right before a fight, watch Justin Bieber perform, perform four songs, do Peaches. Bro, that shit, he killed that shit. Yeah, I, I don't see – I mean, there's already so much dead time because a lot of the times, like we experience at work in the, the media day, there's so much dead time in between fights because sometimes you're scheduled for 840, but the fight that just happened before you was a 30-second first-round knockout, and now you've got to kill 45 minutes before you can get to the next fight. Why I mean, not just have a concert or why not have a game? You're exactly right. I mean, and you're just – you're playing the same promos over and over in the same ads just to – get revenue it's ridiculous it's the ruin of the product yeah when if you well, and that's the thing if you if you want to get mad about that then you have to deliver a product that the people can watch without needing anything extra a thousand percent but also one thing i've heard that um the reason they've had so they've had triller has had huge superstars perform you know between fights like justin bieber's just one of them the black key snoop dog he was e40 was there i've heard all of them are co-investors in Triller and that's kind of why they're there you know and mm-hmm. I, so some of the numbers they've reported for pay-per-view buys are absolutely insane Josh well maybe Triller's the, the next big thing I, I hope so I don't think so but um Josh what are we talking about next let's get to the draft so Josh I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you this is one of my favorite drafts ever because there were so many quarterbacks taken there were a lot of quarterbacks. But other than the quarterbacks, I couldn't name probably two other people. So let's talk about the quarterbacks first. Okay. I want to talk about a team that I never like to talk about, and that's the New Orleans Saints. And they didn't draft okay. a quarterback, but what, nope. the he- what the hell are they doing at quarterback? Uh, I think Jameis Winston is a starter. Over under seven games. Uh, I-, I would probably give him the over. I think that Taysom Hill is going to come in and take snaps. I think you're going to kind of see what they did with Drew Brees, and they're going to keep using Taysom Hill in that utility knife role. I don't think that's going to change, but I do think that Jameis gets the start. Yeah, I like that. Sam Darnold reunited with Matt Rule. Matt Rule really likes Sam Darnold when he was interviewing in New York for the Jets position. 
they've uh, they're in Carolina now. How do you like that? I like it a lot for Sam Darnold. I think it was good for him to get out of the of the Jet system, and now we can actually find out what kind of quarterback he is, and we'll be able to tell you know if he's worth the hype that we saw a couple of years ago when he was drafted. Speaking of that, the Jets are going to ruin Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, out of the quarterbacks that were drafted, I think Zach is probably the biggest chance for a bust. Okay, so uh, Mac Jones to the Patriots, and that this is funny because uh, now his receiving core is considerably worse than it was at, at Alabama. It is a lot worse, but I don't know that uh, – I don't think he'll start. I don't think he'll start. Uh, I, he'll get to learn under Cam Newton, which is a good person to learn under. Cam's got a – He might he might start the last few games of the season. Yeah, yeah. He won't start anywhere no. at the beginning. I mean, and unless Cam just shows up and does – atrocious again i mean then i could see them letting matt get some reps in but matt jones is is bill belichick's quarterback i mean that's the kind of guy that he likes i don't need you to be i just need you to throw the ball where i'm t- where i tell you to throw it i mean one injury for cam newton and he goes down just like drew bledsoe and and then you know tom brady steps in and, and takes over the job and then drew bledsoe never gets it back yeah that's something that we could definitely see which the patriots did address uh wide receiver uh, in the offseason and, and through some other things. So they, they made some moves uh, to address some of that receiving core. And I think Nikhil Harry is going to take a, a step forward. They signed Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So, I mean, they they got some, some more weapons there for Mac Jones they, and Cam. They signed, they signed Hunter Henry. Who did he play for? Last? He played for the Chargers last year, right? Yeah. Really good tight end. Yeah, he's a great tight end. Yeah. And the Patriots under Bill Belichick have had some of their best numbers exactly. and best he's when they run. Bl- Blocking tight end, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Trey Lance, over under starting seven games. Uh, I'm going to go with what I hope. I hope under. I hope he starts under seven games. So I want. Mean, I want him to learn under Jimmy Garoppolo. I want. Him, I want them to take the Patrick Mahomes route, and I want those two to be battling for the quarterback job, and I want Trey Lance to be able to grow into that role because. I think that he is the second best quarterback in this draft class. He he's the guy from uh, the the small school, right? Yeah, North Dakota State, and he's. I, I mean, I, I his, think you're right. I think you're right. He's he, got he, raw he, talent. He's elite. Yeah. He needs that tutelage. You're right. Yeah. So I like if you're going to talk about a guy like uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't really think that he needs it as much because <clears> some <throat> of the things that he had that he brings to the table are already polished enough. Where a guy like Trey Lance, it does him a lot of good to sit back for even – I mean, I would prefer the entire season. Uh, but if you can sit back for eight to ten games at least, I mean, that's that's what you need. You need to have time to learn and get your game adjusted to the speed. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is either going to win ten Super Bowls or be like Phillip Rivers. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I also think that he could have a – Or be out of the league in five years. I think he could end up being like a uh, Drew Brees-esque – career he's he's pretty tall yeah but you're not gonna see him running around for 100 yards a game i mean you know they just I, i'm saying i think that he could end up putting up those kinds hmm. of numbers uh maybe minus the career numbers because drew Brees is uh, yeah. amazing but yeah, exactly. i think that uh that trevor lawrence maybe a peyton manning i mean obviously yeah. he gets that he gets that comparison a yeah. lot yeah maybe eli because i don't know what else you got josh i, I oh, love trevor Trevor Lawrence is, is going to be great in the league, uh, and he's – I'm actually excited for the Jaguars. I actually did not like the uh, uh, Etienne pick by the Jaguars. They used a first-round draft pick on a running back, mm. and they had James Robinson, who played fantastic last year. Yep. Uh, so I did not agree with that. I think that there were other, other areas that they should have looked at before they got a running back. But, hey, I'm not running the room, so. Yeah, you should be, but you know what? Other people are. <laughs> Uh, One thing, what are the draft stuff you got, Josh? Because I did not, I don't, I don't know any of these players. Okay, so uh, Kyle Pitts, generational talent. Kyle Pitts, hell yeah, he's a hell of a tight end. Where'd he go? Uh, Atlanta. So, so they're bringing back Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. So Matt Ryan, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Um, who's their, who's uh, their, um, so the the word is that they're going to trade Julio Jones. Really. That's the word. I don't know that I agree with that. I think Julio ends up playing out his career in Atlanta. Uh, but, you know, I've seen crazy things happen. Uh, A.J. Green doesn't play for the Bengals, so, you know, crazy things happen here. What would be the package? 
Well, I don't know yet. It's just it's still in the works that they're looking to unload them. Which, you, I mean, you have to kind of – your expectations are going to be so high because everyone knows what, what a talent he is. But he's also 31 years old. Last year he played like eight games because he was injured most of the season. Uh, so that's those are all things to look at. But having Kyle Pitts, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage, I mean, those – I mean. And, Kyle, and uh, I saw a reporter on Twitter say that when the franchise tag comes up, we're going to see the difference between um, wide receiver and tight end when it comes to Kyle Pitts. Yeah. He, he's an elite talent. Oh, yeah. He's going to be – I mean, he's right up there. He should be right up there with the guys like Travis Kelsey and Kittle and Darren Waller. I mean, he could come in and make an immediate impact for the Falcons, think, which is really good. Better than Darren Waller for sure. Yeah, well, hey, don't sleep on Darren Waller. That man's a freak. He's a good, uh, he's a good blocker. Yeah, he's a freak. He's so strong. Uh, a couple big names right at the beginning. Jamar Chase getting yeah. reunited with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Uh, I liked this move. Personally, I would have gotten Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle, because mm. it doesn't matter how good your receivers are. If your quarterback is on his back, then uh, he's not committed to throw it to anybody. Right. But, I mean, I like the move, and now they have arguably one of the strongest wide receiving cores in the league. Right. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and, oh, I'm blanking on the third guy's name. Maybe it's not as good as I thought it was. No, it, hey. it is a good name, but it, the key is going to be keeping Joe, Joe Burrow upright and, and keeping that run game consistent, keeping uh, Joe Milton healthy. If they can do that, Josh, I, I think the Bengals are a real threat. Yeah, well, I, I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm to the point where I call them a threat, but I do think hey, that. Nate? Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot better than two and fourteen or two and fifteen. Well, eight Nate's could that'll get you in the playoffs. Uh, that division. Mm, you never know. Because they're in there with the 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 Ravens, the Browns. Yeah, that's that's, that's tough. That's true. Uh, another name: Jalen Waddle went to Miami. Big, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, I like that move. Uh, it was good for my yeah, dad. He was the injured guy last year, right? He set up the whole last year. Yes. Nice. I, I like that pick. I, I like the. I like them trusting him. I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft, uh, even though he set up this past year. Devontae Smith won the Heisman, but I, I thought Waddle was a better receiver. Yeah, which and Devonta Smith went to the Philadelphia Eagles, where the difference is Jalen Waddle is going to be uh, fighting for for playing time and, pl- and fighting for catches in an offense that has Devonte Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki already, whereas Devonta Smith comes in as the clear number one receiver in that in the room in Philadelphia. I wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins move Devonte Parker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I think we're seeing a lot. The, the league's transitioning a lot to the three receiver sets more consistently. Devontae Parker is the is is master at eight catches for 24 yards. And he's always hurt. He stubs his toe and he goes out for a few games. So, I mean, Waddle's going to be able to create some room, and I, there's a spot for him in this he's offense. He's so fast. Talented. And the quarterback is Tua. God, dude. That's dude. what's crazy about that. Devonta Smith from Alabama, his quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Waddle, his quarterback is Tua. So, I mean, Alabama all over the place. So, uh, you did say the Patriots drafted um, uh, some help on the receiving court, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if they drafted uh, in a later round or if they uh, picked it up through free agency. Okay, yeah. But they did address the wide receiver position. Yeah, they did. Yeah, oh, they got Hayden Hurst too. Bro, you said who did you say got Hayden Hurst? Uh, I think Atlanta still has him, don't they? No, because uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter, they got Hunter Henry. Yes, yeah, Hunter yeah, Henry yeah, yeah, yeah. and jo- and John Smith. Really? Okay, so, good. uh, so the that's going to be England, a fun division. The New England's receivers are Nelson Aguilar, Nikhil Harry, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. Josh, those are those are four really competitive teams. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. This that's going to be a lot of fun in that division. Uh, another name, I'll just kind of Chargers had a really good first pick, picking up Rashawn Slater, uh, offensive tackle. Justin Herbert also needed help standing up. Definitely. <laughs> uh, some crazy things happened, like Philadelphia and the Cowboys uh, trading. During the draft, I was like, well, that just doesn't make any sense. 
And then right before the draft, Baltimore made a trade with Kansas City. And I'm like, well, guys, I'm not mad about this this trade, but you just gave Kansas City a right tackle that's going to be there for 10 years. Like, you have to go through Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Why are we trading with Kansas City? The, that's the thing I, I never get. When when teams trade with, with teams like Kansas City or Gold State even – or the Nets, even. I mean, you see it. You see it every year. Or Cleveland, when when they when uh, LeBron got Jr. and Amon Shumper in the middle of the season from the Knicks. Like, like, what is that? Like, you're just you're setting up for a championship. Yeah, like that. I mean, especially if you're competitive. Uh, that's where I don't understand. If you're if you're competing, why are you helping out the teams that are above you? I get it. You got to move the players, but man, you're telling me there was no one else that needed a right tackle. I don't believe it. But yeah, speaking yeah. of Ravens. We had a really good first round. Uh, we picked up Rashad Bateman, who is a fantastic wide receiver one for uh, Baltimore. He's going to be able to pull some people away from Marquise Brown. He'll be good for Lamar to actually have some uh, underneath and intermediate, intermediate route running. Nice. And so that'll be really good. And uh, we signed Sammy Watkins in free agency. So Watkins and Brown Hollywood are going to be able to get on over top of the defenses while Bateman is going under and the Ravens are continually uh, hitting you with the run game. And then we also signed uh, Jason away uh, from Penn state. He's an edge uh, rusher, pass rusher. We, we had a bunch of guys leaving free agency. So it was good that we addressed that position. So yeah, Baltimore's looking really good after the draft. Yeah. Now you get off their nuts. Sammy Watkins, if he can, if he can say, healthy like with the concussions i mean not to just like really stay healthy that's going to be a real threat for baltimore such a good pickup such a that's good pickup a great all right uh, what else we have to talk I, about i got uh, one more name here or two more names so i got two names so one you got to give a shout out to the guy from tulsa zavin collins uh, getting drafted at number 16 to the cardinals he's a linebacker great story for zavin it was uh, awesome to see him picked up um, I think he's going to go in and have an immediate impact in Arizona. Uh, and then, Kyler, this is going to be a name that you're going to have to be looking for. You're going to hear a lot. Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. I've heard it. Quiddy Pay is a freak of an athlete. He did is you, strong. Did you, did, you draft him, did you draft him in the mock draft? Uh, no. So, so Quiddy okay. Pay is an edge defender. Okay. Uh, so he is on the line, and I guarantee you that he's going to be demolishing quarterbacks in the NFL. He plays for? Colts, the Colts, and the Colts need help. The Colts are going to be scary. The Colts have a – I mean, you know, with Carson Wentz coming in, back with Frank Rich, I mean, they have a chance. If, if Carson settle in, they have a chance to make some noise. You never know. And in other news, the, the Thunder are losing 106 to 71 at the end of the third. Keep it going. We Let's – Fade for Cade. We're not going to get him. The Rockets are going to get him. That's going to suck. Yeah, that will suck. Well, listen, color, that is listen, pretty much. Listen, the, the Suns are down. Listen, so by the end of this episode, um, the game will probably be over. The Suns and Lakers. The Suns are down fourteen right now. I bet they beat the. I bet they beat the Lakers. I don't want to get in our NBA talk too early because I want everybody to hear this interview with Jeremiah. But Kyler, we've got a huge talk coming up about Dreamland. LeBron about LeBron James and Steph Curry. We, I, I'm so excited for that conversation. Oh, yeah, and before that, we have for you guys a fantastic interview with Dreamland, Jeremiah Milton, Tulsa, Oklahoma, viral sensation boxer. He hit a guy so hard his legs went parallel, and he made the ref in the fight. So looking forward to a great, fun conversation with Jeremiah. He graciously left the left ref in the fight. <laughs> Big dog, what's up? What's going on? Not much, man. Can y'all hear me pretty good? Yes, sir. How are you, buddy? Sweet, man. I'm just coming from the gym, man. Uh, I got out a little later than I thought I was going to be. Sweet. So, uh, joining, the day, joining the show today, undefeated heavyweight, friend of the program, Dreamland, Jeremiah Milton. Thank you again for joining us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good to be you said back. You, you, just, you said you just left the gym. What was today? A little push-pull, buy-try? What are you doing? Yeah, a little push-pull, you know what I'm saying? I'm working on these shoulders, man. You know, I'm trying to get everything tight, keep it up, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you really need to start working out because I don't know if you can punch hard enough. Uh, <laughs> if you have, if you, if the listeners have not seen the video or heard of this man, Jeremiah Milton, the knockout king, dreamland, he has the power punch of what's – I don't even know a good person. He's got 
I'm he's got the power punch of Jeremiah Milton. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. I mean, he he will hit you so hard your legs will go parallel. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I'm actually left hand. That's what everybody forgets. I'm, I'm left handed. That's why I hit the punch. So uh, Josh spoke to spoke about. It. I mean, you made your live TV debut in your hometown on your mom's birthday. Uh, you did it in fashion with a viral knockout in 40 seconds into the fight. Now it's been seen by millions of people and more millions more people every day, it seems like, with more people posting it on Instagram. How does that feel? So, I mean, like, I mean, I mean you recognize different. it. Yeah, go ahead. Totally, totally different. Um, you know, like, usually after I come off a fight, I talk about it with my guys and, uh, you know, everybody kind of buzzes for, like, that week. And then I'm back to normal, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, like, you know, I, I'm coming back to Vegas. I'm already back training. I know you guys are asked about that, too. You know, I'm, I'm looking for the next thing. And then next thing you know, like, the fight just, like, resurfaces and sparks. And, uh, you know, my phone goes crazy again. And um, dude, it, it literally was, like, you know, over overwhelmed or something like that. It started running slow. It didn't really work properly. I don't know. I never experienced anything like it. Um, you know, I almost had to, like, back away from the social band because it was, like, just messing up my phone and uh it just wouldn't just would not stop pouring in notifications all day all night um from around the world which is really weird um kind of strange but yeah it's, it's cool well you so, said you said on the show right before the fight you were going to put on a show make it special for your mom's birthday and you absolutely did that and a great win in Tulsa three knows the record now we're now we move on to four no getting ready for the next fight you said you were training in Vegas Tell us a little bit about what that's been like coming back. So um, I get an invite um, from Tyson Fury. If anybody doesn't know who he is, uh, he is the man right now in the heavyweight division. Uh, I get an invite from him to come spar as I'm in the plane, uh, the international, Tulsa International Airport. So I'm, I'm in a, away from my plane. And uh, yeah, my manager calls me and says that Tyson Fury wants to spar with me. So, uh, you know, I, when I met him, uh, he just comes up and like congratulates me on my fight, like off the top before I can even say anything to him. He says, "Yeah, Milton, that's how you need to do these guys. Knock them out. You know what I'm saying? That looks great." And uh, so it was like really just awe type moment, uh, you know, to be sitting at, in the room with the top. And so I've been training with him. You know what I'm saying? Invited on some runs with him. Things have been going pretty good. Uh, you know, my coach is still down right now. His shoulders hurt, uh, so we haven't got a lot of time working between him and his surgeries. But right now I'm just kind of like Fury's uh, pre-camp doing, getting work in. Josh, I get on Instagram one day and uh, Jeremiah's just in the ring with Tossed Fury after a workout and going on runs the next day with Jack the Ripper. I mean, I got a boy's big time now, Josh. <laughs> and it wasn't just any run. This man was running up Mount Charleston. That's some elevation. Oh boy, let me tell you about that right now, man. Like it is straight elevation, bro. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. You know, I, I got when the first mile in, I'm like, oh, it's like so nice out here. Look at the views. By that fit, by that five miles, by that by that third mile, second mile, dude, I wasn't even looking at the mountains no more. I'm just marching up this damn hill trying to get the hell out of there. Just calves uh, on fire. Boy, yeah, people are like, oh, y'all was running. Look at that pace y'all was running at. But I'm like, nah, bro. It wasn't the pace. It was the elevation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you probably wouldn't hit it any faster than that. You know, Badu's a pretty quick runner. Vargas is a pretty quick runner. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely just straight up. And I was looking like, when does it come back down? Don't. Yeah, so, don't. Uh, a reason, I mean, the clip kind of went viral on uh, social media of, of the knockout. I mean, you show major restraint in not blasting the dude over the top ropes. I mean, I know you've probably been answered this. You've probably answered this the most. But you just kind of waited for the ref to wander over. Uh, you recognize the fight was over a full second or two before he did, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I had a better angle than the referee did, you know, so the referee's been getting crap, um, but he just, you know, it's it's hard to referee, man. I, I refereed uh, sparring for Devin Haney one time, and that was pretty tough, uh, just no one to get in there, pull him back, break him back. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you're at this angle where you can't really see anything, so he's at, he just stepped off, and yeah, I knew that guy was out. I was fully aware of what was going on. Some people told me, like, yeah, you should have hit him again. Uh, oh, not really online, but people like approach me like, oh, you know, killer instinct and have this about you. I got all those things. I know I got all those things, man. Uh, you know, I, I made the decision to, to that it was over. It was a walk off, man. It was done. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel the need to hit him again. I didn't. Well, I mean, I know you've heard this from everybody, but that 
that's class, man. You know, that, that's just – that's a true art of the, of the sport, of all sports. You know, you, you don't have to go the extra mile. You don't have to give somebody a CTE if you don't have to. So, I'm sure he appreciated it. Oh, for sure, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That man got to get back to his family, all these other things. You know, you're not thinking that whenever you uh, go into the ring or nothing like that. But, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, You know, boxing has changed over the years. I grew up, you know, watching martial artists and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, whenever people were trying to give me instructions about fighting and stuff like that, you were always told, like, to, like, you know, show some type of respect, you know, to your opponent. You can't give them, like, you know, that doesn't, that don't take away from your competitive drive or nothing like that. But, you know, if I could just sum it up, like, you know, when it's over, it's over. And he was in complete submit to, you know, my will. And, I, yeah, I held the trigger on that. So I just, you know, I had the gun. I could blast him again, but there was no point. So uh, we kind of spoke, you kind of spoke about it, but what's it like training each day as kind of the, I mean, you were already the sparring partner and Josh and I were just talking about that. Uh, when you went to England, you were the sparring partner for the um, Italian, Italian guy, the champion, um, forgetting his name. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was in there with Daniel Dubois when I was in yeah. London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Daniel Dubois. Um, so, now, so now Tyson Fury, how does that, I mean, how do those, how do those experiences compare? Um, man, you know what? Uh, I'm literally in there right now with the mountaintop of the heavyweight division. Everybody knows it. Um, you know, the top three is going to be Fury, Wilder, Joshua. Um, if you get around any one of those three, like, you're going to see what it's like to be at the top. Uh, Fury, in my opinion, is the best currently. Um, so I feel like uh, I'm right where I need to be as far as uh, getting the work in and, and seeing what I need to see and seeing what it's like to stay at that top level and why these guys are at that top level. Um, I won't get another experience like this. How much knowledge are you picking up each day? Uh, you know what? Uh, a lot, a lot, man. Just uh, as I'm watching them move, as I'm learning, you know what I'm saying? Uh, having to really think in there. Um, but then another thing, too, he's like, he's a really good champion, man. Like, so, like, he's mm. pulling me aside afterwards and telling me some things. And, you know, he's uh, being honest with uh, my improvements and things and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, what you see on TV with him is what you get in person, too. And, I mean, I don't know. He keeps a good high energy about himself, which is, you know, which is, which is interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you think about somebody who has to like give of themselves. Like I know people are blowing him up a lot more than what I'm being blown up now. And I'm, I've been a little overwhelmed by it all. Uh, you know, so having to learn how to deal with that and still put out good energy to everybody is, is, is something. But so, all right. So I'm going to step away from the, from the fight aspect for a second. I got a, I got another kind of question here. So realistically, if we are out, me and you, and we are at, see one of those punching bag machines that, you know, you pull down, you hit, it gives you a score. Who would get a better score, me or you? What, what do you think? Great question. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let me tell you right now. Like, you Okay, know, wait, 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 wait. You got to use your right hand, and I got to use my right hand because, you know, that's that's only fair. Ah, all right, cool, yeah, let's, cool. let's, ask, let's ask Javon. Javon. Yo, yo, I'm see? telling you. I grew up, I grew up always chasing that machine, man. I, I've been looking for that machine every time. Every time I see that machine, my mom, she worked at a laundromat and it's, it was the first time uh, that machine was in there. And the first time I hit that machine, I was probably like uh, 14 or, you know, maybe 13, 13 actually. Yeah, so I've been putting up numbers on those machines. Anywhere I go, man, I go into a bar or something like that, I'm looking for that machine. I'm kind of good at it. I'm just going to say I'm kind of good at it. Kyler, what I just heard was Jeremiah said 13-year-old him could beat 25-year-old me. Boy, hey, I, I turned 23 tomorrow. I think I could get it. LeBron, ah, you hear me? Birthday, boy. Now you hear me? Boy. Let's go. So, uh, so go ahead, Josh. So, obviously, you this fight lasted 40 seconds. You're in the ring not very long. You don't get – I mean, you don't get – your face looks nice. I mean, you don't have any scrapes, no bruises. So no tape. What, what – uh, Use a what should we expect uh, coming out next? Um, you know, coming up next, man, it'll be the be the more the same. I think, um, you know, uh, just the experiences I've been getting, uh, the people I've been around, my knowledge. I'm I'm growing into the sport, and uh, I'm I'm definitely a, a threat. I'm definitely a threat. Like, you know, that that knockout is not a one off. Like I said, I was in complete control. I was complete aware of everything that was happening. Um, 
you know, stepping up or moving forward, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I just repeat another one. I think I get another one, um, you know, and, and that's not saying that with just, you know, like, uh, just because I'm supposed to say that or whatever, but it's just the facts, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm putting the time in, I'm dedicating myself to it. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't see why not. I don't repeat what I, with my last performance. I love that. And that brings me to a great segue. So Jake Paul, we saw him and Corey Mier go face to face this weekend. You know, today DC challenged him to an MMA fight. All good and well. Uh, what do you make of Jake Paul and what Triller is doing with their concert based boxing event things? Dude, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's pretty dope that uh, it brings a different set of eyes to the sport. Um, you know, Jake Paul might not be a great boxer at all, but you know what I'm saying? He's putting, he's putting asses in the seat, as we would say. Um, so eyes are on him. Uh, and they like, they like the, the stir of the pot, man. People love it mm -hmm. when there's controversy behind uh, a fight or something like that. So it makes it more personal to somebody who doesn't know everybody, everybody hates them. So they just wait for him to get knocked out. But it, it won't happen because he's going to match make properly and uh, move properly. He's not going to fight a, a real live wire. But, you know, um, he's doing things, man. He's, he's making it happen. So I, I ain't hating on What would you say if you were offered to fight on the next Jake Paul card or, hell, even the next Mike Tyson card? Oh, yo, I'm, I'm there 100%. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Yo, I'm, in, I'm in the building. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not turning down no – network time because you, you see what i'm gonna do if you put me on tv you know what i'm saying i'm gonna make a wave you know it's just just what i do it's just what i'm trying to do that's what i set out to do and um i'm gonna take it that serious to where i you know come out and make a statement you know what i'm saying so yeah i'll make a wave well you are clearly making waves jeremiah jeremiah milton undefeated heavyweight boxer so you talked about you know you're going to keep doing another more of the same network time so what is that process like for you trying to, or not trying, but for you getting your next fight? What does that process look mm -hmm. like? Um, you know, that that process is like really with like my management and my team. Uh, you know, phones are kind of like, you know, back stirring around and everything like that. Like I said, we got a lot of momentum. Uh, it puts us in a different uh, different league. You know, we ever kind of like step over a lot by, you know, having a phenomenal performance like that. Um, so, uh, it just depends on, depends on what the trigger looks like getting pulled, uh, going forward. Um, you know, going forward, I guess I'll just have to like, uh, ride out whatever, man. But like I said, you know me, I'm always expecting big things to happen. Love it. Absolutely. Dreamland, Jeremiah Milton, Josh, got anything else? No, once again, bud, thanks so much for joining us. We're looking forward to watching the next fight. Yo, I appreciate you guys, man. It was great to have you guys back there working that, working that fight too, man. And um, that, was, yeah, that, yeah. that was the coolest night of my life, I promise. Yeah, bro, we're going to have a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it already. Kyler, I love talking to Jeremiah. It's just so humbling being able to talk to somebody like that who we've been with since his beginning uh, professionally and knowing him from college. I mean, it's just it's great to be able to – to stay with people like that, especially when their careers is developing the way that his is. Man, he's so genuine and like him talking about training with, you know, Tyson Fury and learning all that, learning everything he can and, and soaking it all in. I think he's, man, he's on his way to the top and I, I couldn't be more proud of him and I can't wait to watch him strap that belt, strap many belts around his waist. I'm going to be there for it for sure. Yeah, I'm so ready for him to, you know, continue that career, win some championships. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of championships, Kyler, the NBA is going crazy with some of the stuff that's happening. Okay, Josh, first of all, do you know who the four seed in the Eastern Conference is at this time? The four seed in the East. Uh, it's not Boston. My New York Knickerbockers. Oh, you got to love it. Your Gotta boys. love it. Julius Randle is going to be the first um, – how do you say he's First-team All-NBA for the first Nick to be first-team All-NBA in 30 years. Wow. How sad is that? That's the Mecca. It is. I mean, it's kind of like the Cowboys in football. 
so what do you what do you think about the Knicks, Josh? Do you do you trust them? I mean, they have statistically, I mean, their defense is one of the one of the best in the league. But I mean, their offense is a little bit limited. But I mean, Julius Randle can get it done down the, down the stretch for sure. He's a threat. So, so we started seeing tonight what teams are going to start doing. They're going to start throwing two, three bodies at him all the time. Uh, that they started that. I mean, it's it's happening. I I don't trust the Knicks. Uh, I like the Knicks and I like what they're building. Um, and you've heard me say this before about certain teams, but I think they're young. I, I just don't think that they're ready to actually take that step. But uh, I, 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 I kind of agree with you, but then I've watched them and, and I'm a fan. And it comes out and I see guys like Emmanuel quickly coming on. He's only 21 years old. He's playing so well. Thibodeau is there. Tom Thibodeau, he's got the gang back together. He's got, he's got Derrick Rose. He's got Taj Gibson. He's, he's got the guys. Mitch Robinson's playing his ass off. Reggie Bullock, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, he's probably going to be like seventh for MVP. I mean, like, yeah, he's maybe even maybe fifth. Like, he, he's got the Knicks to the four seed. Which is a huge deal. And I'm not taking anything away from the Knicks. I just – once playoff time comes around, that's when experience shows and, and a lot of this matters. And there are quite a few young guys on this team. Uh, I just don't think – I don't think that this year is the year that they're going to make the jump in the playoffs. I am excited to see them – all the way up at the four seed, and I hope they continue to to run it out. I don't, I don't, I don't see them folding in the playoffs. Where I see other teams that might, and that brings me to the perfect team that will, and that is Josh. Sadly, my Boston Celtics. They are the most unserious team in the history of basketball. What do you mean, Josh? The Thunder were on a twelve-game losing streak. <laughs> And they lost to they the Celtics lost to the Thunder by twenty nine points. What like they they, they they they're not serious. They some nights they care, some nights they don't. They some nights it's some guys' nights, and and you know egos get involved. It's 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 a culture thing, I think, in Boston. I'm not sure. Jason Tatum is a star. Jason Tatum might be the best player in in, in the NBA, best scorer maybe besides Kevin Durant. Boston needs something else, and I don't think Kimba is the right answer, and I don't think Jalen Brown is the right answer. I really like Boston. I, I, I really hope that they can pull it together. They one of my early uh, season picks uh, for them to win because I, I really do like what Boston has. Um, and they're still going to make it in. I don't they're, see them – what? They're in the plan. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the plan. I mean, they'll, I think they'll make it. I, I think we'll get there. I, I just – it's tough because I really want to see Jason Tatum succeed. I know that I know how hungry those guys are after losing in terrible matchups the past two years. I just want him to succeed. I do too. And a uh, hot seat first round, Josh. Could you imagine how electric that would be? Hawks and who? Hawk seat. Oh yeah, that would be a blast to watch. Sign me up for that. I'd probably pay. I'd pay per view. I'd, I'd legally stream it, but pay per view. Um, this is something I still just box because Trey Young is going to pull it from half court at least three times a game. Well, seven times a game. He'll make just it. He'll blow. make it. He'll make it three times a game. No, I can't. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Bro, something that has been making the media rounds as of late and is a play-in tournament debate, um, mainly coming from players and teams who are in the play-in tournament position currently. I mean, we see Mark Cuban speak out. Now LeBron called it bullshit. What? If you don't want to be in a play-in tournament, then win your fucking games. So have you, heard, have you seen Steph's reaction? I haven't. Okay, so this is what I'm excited to talk about. The play-in tournament, obviously with LeBron's comments, everything that's going on, there is a very high probability that we see Lakers-Warriors in the play-in tournament.
off the door and let Kaylee in. You know the thing you said? Uh, there's a very high probability that we see Lakers or Warriors in the playing tournament. I have a look at it over there. So, do you agree with it though? I mean, do you agree with the plan turning man? Do you do you agree with LeBron's sentiment that it is bullshit that that you know the regular season is kind of discredited because I mean you know the now the ten seed has a chance to be in the playoffs. Uh, I actually don't really like the playing tournament. Uh, well, it's a double edged sword. I like the playing tournament because I want to watch a one game for it all to get into the playoffs because it's exciting to me and I want to see those matchups. Uh, but I I tend to agree with the sentiment that it it does just kind of lower things, but I think it also helps incentivize teams to you know stick around. And it also incentivizes teams like in the five, six, seven, eight position not to like tank games or try and win games to try and get yeah. certain seeds. You know what I mean? To try and get certain matchups in the first round. So I mean I for sure like and I and I think it's complete bullshit that. I mean, and it's obvious that it's bullshit because the only the only time players or anybody speaks out about it is when they're in a position for the playing tournament. And so, oh yeah, so obviously, and just to let well, so, everyone go ahead. So with LeBron and Steph, I mean, that's there's a chance that we see what could what should be a you know an NBA Finals matchup with LeBron and Steph Curry that we see that in a one game for it all playing tournament. And they asked Steph about it after the game, after he dropped 49 points the other day, casually. Uh, which, which night, Josh? He said uh, – that, uh, That's every night. Which – the reporter said, would the league appreciate watching Steph Curry, LeBron James, Matt, or Warriors-Lakers in the playing tournament? And Steph literally just went, mm, and kind of just shook his head, never even answered the question. Here's what, here's what I don't get. So – Seven plays eight and nine plays ten. That makes zero fucking sense. Why wouldn't seven play ten? Because yeah. seven deserves to play ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm 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 done with NBA logic. I, I'm done trying to figure it out. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about. What was it? Oh, for sure. I just want to let you know. New Orleans is making the playing tournament. One hundred percent. Good job, Zion. Their one and a half came out right now. The Spurs. Listen to the Spurs' last four games: Bucks, Nets, Knicks, Suns, Suns. Oh, what a tough stretch of games! Holy crap! Do you think that's on? Do you think that's on purpose? You think I'm sorry? You think you think that's a coincidence? Do, do I think what's a coincidence? That they have such such a tough schedule at the end of the, at the end of the season. I mean, I, I don't think that the league, I mean, purposefully gave Popovich and them a tough timeout. I think they did. I think they won out of the playoffs. <laughs> they don't want they don't want Popovich in the playoffs. I don't think so. Why not? I don't know. I, 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 I just think I I think they're done with him. I really do. Well, if fun fact, if there's an organization in the league that I could see hiring the first uh, female head coach, Spurs. it could be the. It's going to be. Do you like the Pelicans? Do you think they can do? Do you think they can do anything in the, in the playoffs? No. If they get the ten, if they get the ten seed, can they beat the Grizzlies in the three game in the in a one? So the Grizzlies would have the higher seed. So they have to win two in a row. Could they win two in a row against against the Grizzlies? Against the Grizzlies, I mean, yeah, probably. They probably have a chance. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money against them. So then they would play the. See, this was so fucking confusing. So who plays? I mean, so seven plays eight. Seven plays eight. Nine plays ten. Which is fucking stupid. That makes zero sense. Does, does that make sense to you? No, I 
I agree with you that it that you should have seven play ten and eight play nine. Look, I, I can't even fathom an explanation for that. I feel so, like yeah, so if the Pelicans get in and play the Grizzlies, then the then the winner of that would play the yeah, the loser of the or the the winner of the Lakers what? and Warriors game. Yeah, that's so confusing. The Lakers and the Warriors play. Oh and, shit. If the Lakers lost to the Warriors. Bro, that's what I'm saying. And then and then so okay, I got I get I get it now. So the nine and ten is just a one off. Whoever wins it's just a one off game. So if yeah. the so if the Grizzlies win or if the Pelicans win and then they beat the Lakers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what it is. The Lakers have a chance to lose the playing tournament and not have the spot in the playoffs. Holy shit. Even though what? Even though they're the seven seed. So, so let's talk about the let's talk about the, the Lakers. So with a healthy Lakers team, it's it's a high ankle sprain. You know, people say it's a built-in excuse, and LeBron pretty much has it every year that it's he complains a lot, Josh. I'm not gonna lie to you. And I understand high ankle sprains are really bad, and and but then don't play, don't lose the game and then bitch about your ankle hurting. I mean, it's pretty much the broken hand thing all over again. These built-in excuses for LeBron that he plants throughout the season when he knows his team is not good enough to win it all. He knows his team is not healthy enough, and he knows his role players aren't good enough to get it done for him. And my point in all that is, if I'm the Suns, if I'm the Jazz, maybe even the Nuggets with Michael Porter Jr. really coming into form with an unhealthy Lakers team, any of those teams can make a very deep run, possibly even to the finals. With an unhealthy Lakers team, absolutely. That with when the Lakers are not at full strength, it's not nearly as good of, of a roster. I mean, we we see it every year with injuries that happen uh, in the regular season in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, LeBron. I mean, does complain, but I think that I think that LeBron probably doesn't complain. Just like is more than the average player everything that he complains about is just highlighted because it's LeBron James. We don't hear every time, sure. you know, someone, somebody, but we hear everything about LeBron. Sure. I understand that. I understand that. I think, so if LeBron's going to play, LeBron, LeBron is no doubt going to play. He's going to play with a high ankle yeah. sprain. Josh, a high ankle sprain is a serious injury. Like they say, they say it's yeah. actually better to break your ankle than to have a high ankle sprain because it heals faster. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. I think the Suns beat them if if the Lakers uh, if, if 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 it's two seven in the first round I think the Suns get that done. Yeah, if if the Lakers are not healthy and they're playing the Suns, yeah, I'm probably well, not they're not healthy. The, LeBron yeah. LeBron he, he can't get healthy that fast. I mean, unless he takes steroids, which he, he's already on. But anyway, I don't think he's on steroids. But um, I mean, this, I mean this tough spot, but. Whenever he does pull it off and they, you know, win a, a playoff series, it'll still be an incredible feat to add to his resume. So let's talk about the Eastern Conference. So the first couple of rounds of, I mean, even both conferences are going to be absolutely crazy, right? I mean, they're going to be, I don't think you can say dogfights anymore. They're going to be absolute dogfights. I mean, and the, the net should make it to the finals with a healthy James Harden. That timetable is still kind of unsure. You want to hear a crazy net stat, though? What's that? In field goal attempts per game, they're ranked 20th, okay? But percentage-wise, they're first. Oh, wow. The East is in that, You know, that is 12 passes, 20 passes, and getting your clean shot off. The East is in trouble. Well, yeah, they're in trouble. You have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, who's now dunking, all on the same team. Yeah, that's ja- a problem. James, James Harden hasn't been playing, though, and they don't have a center. They're playing Kevin Durant at center, and I'm going to get that get to that in a second. But by the way, Josh, my prediction, and you mentioned this earlier about your prediction, my prediction at the big big beginning of the year is um, maybe looking to come true. We might be able to see the Nets and Wizards in the first round. It seemed bleak at first because the Wizards started so slow, but this is a real possibility. Yeah, I, I'm. I would actually be very excited for that. I would love to see it. Oh my God, I would love to see that. That would be, be most. That would be most of the former Thunder players on one court. It would be. I think it would be all of them. Is he Billy Don? Is he? Uh, is it Billy Donovan? Yeah. Is he? Uh, no, he's in Chicago. Uh, who yeah. got to talk? About, who got to talk about next? So we talked about the Nets. 
the only thing about your nets, those three haven't played together that much at all. And that's and that was my problem with this team in the playoffs is well, no, it's my shot. No, it's my shot. No, I want to take the last shot. And there's you, I mean, you can't say that those three guys aren't uh, a little soft. I mean, whenever it comes to getting in your feelings, those are the three guys that'll that'll do it. Probably James Harden the least, but he's probably the one that's gonna jack up the shot. Sure, but it's a lot easier to get over that feeling when the shot goes in. And those when three the shot- and those three guys are are the three best in the world of putting that shot in. Uh they're three of really good ones. I mean, name three better. I mean, as a, I mean, as a trio, yeah, but that's because Kevin Durant is in the trio, and if you're talking I mean, about scoring, anyways, you have to include. Let's go to Josh. Seriously, let I want I want to talk to you about Russell Westbrook. I mean, because me and you, I remember me and you watching games night after night, especially after the year KD left. Josh, the year after KD left, he had 42 triple doubles. That's fucking nuts. That's an insane yeah. feat, deserving of the yeah. MVP. And if you disagree, come on the part, come on the pod to argue. Josh, he has 192 triple doubles, and obviously he's going to pass the big O, the legend. Do you think the Wizards, if they don't play the, if they don't play the, if they you know miss the Nets in the first round, do they have a chance to take out maybe the Hawks, maybe the Knicks? No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I just Brad, Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook. I mean, there's a chance, but I just I don't I I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Russell Westbrook has not been a I'm going to get you past the first round of the playoffs kind of guy. Bradley Bill had 50 last night. Brad, and that was one of the other things that are coming down to the wires that scoring title between Bradley Bill and Steph Curry. Years ago, right? When and Steph Curry dropped 49, the reporters asked him, "Did you know how many? Did you know that uh, Bradley Bill dropped 50?" He goes, "Of course, I knew he had 50. Why do you think I put up 49?" Mm, yeah, I don't like that. I'm not gonna lie to you, Josh. I don't like that. Yeah, it's coming down to the wire. So, uh, so I want to talk to you about a team that I do like in the East, and I think if not the Nets, this is my team to come come out come out of the East. The 76ers. I mean, their defense for my money is the best in the league. The size could pose a real threat to the Nets for sure. Not just the stars, got star guys like Embiid and Dwight Howard, but lesser known names right now. But here in a few weeks, people will be seeing guys like Paul Reed and Tony Bradley in the game providing solid play for times to Embiid to sit out and rest. And also they have George Hill and Matisse Thibel and Shake and Shake Milton and a lot of smaller guards. So the question will be, especially against uh, uh, Brooklyn, can Brooklyn make them play small ball? And if they can, I think that's the only way Brooklyn gets past And I think they can, but if, if Philly can make them – really use their size to their advantage, I think Philly can take them out. I completely agree. I, I think that Philadelphia is a really scary team in the East right now. Like you said, I mean, what you said is exactly right. The size of that Philadelphia has is what they're going to have to use for, in their advantage. And there's going to be a game or two in that series where it doesn't work out for them, and you're going to have Kyrie Irving, you know, going to work, and you're going to have James Harden going to work. And then if you try putting a center on Kevin Durant, good luck. You're right. And I mean, but the thing is, I mean, the, the Brooklyn Nets take so many free throws a game. I mean, they, they're number five in the league in free throw attempts for um, free or free throws made per game and eighth in uh, free throw attempts. So they get to the line a lot. Obviously, they're number one in field goal percentage. Like I said, you know, it, like I said that stat earlier, obviously. Um, the Nets, Josh, and like I always say, three points is worth more than two. Three points are worth more than two. And, I mean, you talked about how much they get to the free throw line. Well, I'd like to see where James Harden's at compared to the rest of the league uh, in getting to the free throw line. That man is always shooting free throws. Oh, uh, I, um, he is. I, I'll pull, I'm going to pull it up. Uh, he, shoot, yeah. he shoots seven and a half free throws a game. Seven points a game on the free throw line. See, yeah, he, he makes six and a half, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See, that's nuts. Kevin Durant takes seven. See, I mean, when it, that's that's twelve points right off the bat. From How the many do LeBron start. takes? I don't know. Well, teams want LeBron at the free throw line because he can't make them. That's true. Let's see how many uh, Joel Embiid takes. We're gonna this out. Joel Embiid takes fucking eleven. Holy shit! Yeah, well, he's a big man. Those big guys they be getting hacked all the time. All right. So, uh, how I many like, did LeBron have? Dude, I, I like I like I really I really do like Philly. I like them a lot. Um. We need to do. Uh, is Dallas allowing fans? The Mavs. Is what? The, oh. the, the Mavs. Uh, 
I don't know. We can look into it. We can find out. I'd, I'd go to a game. I want to go watch Philly. I want to go watch Philly play them. I really yeah. Like we can watch Luca. That'd be great. Like what about Luca getting ejected? I saw it tonight. I mean, I think it was. I mean, it was a groin shot, and he was one ejection away. He was one technical away from getting an ejection, and he he had got a groin shot, so it was an automatic technical. So that's why he was ejected. But um, it was good. I think it was honestly good to get that ejection out now before the playoffs. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. And not, and not have a dream one. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's get to something else, Josh. What else do we have to talk about? Anything else? Uh, unless you have something else with the NBA. No. So who's your who's who's your uh, who's your championship game and your champions? Let's talk about let's talk about um um I I did want to talk about awards first. So who's your MVP? Because Steph Curry has made a hell of a case. Steph Curry has has made a really good case. Uh, man, I'm probably gonna give it to the Joker. Uh, sure, but I mean, and what they've done since since uh. Jamal Murray's gone down has been super impressive, and I think that might give him the nod, bro. Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean he's special. he's almost averaging a tri- he's almost averaging a triple double. Well, Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple double. Yeah, but his team's not freaking as as good as the Denver Nuggets are. That's true, and Rudy, uh, I'm I'm not yeah for sure. I mean, I, I'm with you that Joker's probably going to win it, and I I somewhat agree with you. But I would I wouldn't mind seeing Stephen Curry Stephen Curry win it. I don't even think Steph's in my top three. Who's who's number two? Uh, number two, I'm going to Giannis. See, I think Giannis is dipped. Giannis' numbers is dipped. I mean, he's averaging 28, 11, and six. They dipped. Yeah, I uh, yeah, he's my number two. And honestly, I'd probably give Chris Paul number three. I'm just being completely honest. I would I, I would say Chris Paul number four only because he's playing with with a guy like Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean I get that. Steph would be five. Do, and, but the crazy thing is nobody talks about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean he's probably in my top ten. He's probably number ten. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. he's probably number ten. Like and I think that's somewhat disrespectful to him. He's averaging over twenty five points a game, and he's the number one seed in the West. Well, I think that I think a lot of their I think a lot of his problem is the same problem that Rudy Gobert has. I think they're both in that conversation, so they're going to pull votes. And uh, I mean, you'll probably see one of them in the top ten, one of them in the top fifteen. All right, Josh, I'm getting out of here. I got to edit this podcast, get up to the people. Great talking. All right, to you. buddy. It was good being back. I love doing the pod. So we're going to do this on – we're going to do a fight preview on Friday. We're going to do a fight recap on Sunday. Uh, We can do both. Love it. All right, my G. All right, man. Have a good evening. Talk to you later, buddy.